I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Okay, Maximus, I'm gonna get Charmander, you're gonna get Squirtle. Hey, man, why should I get, why should I get Squirtle? You get Squirtle. I want Charmander, I want to no, fly. No, 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 I want Charmander. I want hey Charmander. Guys, guys what, what's going on? Viger, you get Bulbasaur. Yeah, nobody likes you, you get Bulbasaur. I'm still getting Charmander. Welcome to the 194th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Viger and Mr. Maximus. And we're here to bring you another Pucklelicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, for those of you who are new. And uh, we are an online community slash podcast slash content creation center for a bunch of Pokemon-related content. Uh, you can check us out at PucklePodcast.com if you want some more stuff. But otherwise, just keep on listening. We're only like two minutes in, and I've already lost half of them. So, <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess I'll start with the question that I do every week. What have you guys been up to in Pokemon this week or since the last time you were here? I should say uh... last time since you were here. Viger, you were here a very long time ago. It's been a while. Uh, a whole been, episode, I know. It's been like seven days since I've last talked to you. It's been a week. <laughs> About a week ago. But... What did you do Pokemon-wise? <laughs> Not a lot, because I've had to work mm-hmm. overtime this week. And no, I'm that's like fair. Two that weeks to... I mean, that happens. I think that's one of the charms of our show, well, is that nobody here is paid to play Pokemon, so... Yeah. <laughs> the thing was, though, it's like, I'm PRN, so getting, like, overtime is, like, mm-hmm. ow. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not used to this kind of stuff, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, like, tired. Yeah, no, that's understandable. That's definitely understandable. What about you, Max? Have you been doing anything Pokemon-wise? Yes, I have. Um, still trying to get competitive legendaries. That's still a pain. Oh, you're still working on that? How's that yeah. going? <laughs> um, well, I got um Landorus. 
That's something. I mean, yeah, that's there something. you go. That's the one. I knew that was going to be the first one. I think that that's was. Always, a, I think that's a big win right there. That's mm-hmm. always the one that you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Lander is. And I'm working form. on Heatran. Ooh. Oh yes, Heatran. Yeah. As a steel mm-hmm. aficionado, that's always something that you want to go for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heatran's actually like really good. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that a good choice. I mean, if I were if I were going for a Heatran, I'd definitely go for like a Hidden Power Ice one. Oh yes. I might actually have a Hidden Power Ice one. Uh, I'm not sure. But Hidden Power Ice, definitely the way to go. I don't know about the Hidden Power of my Heatran, but all I know is she is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it has a gender, which is really interesting it's, in, well. it's a gender, and of course, mine would turn out to be a girl. So you can do the infatuation, because it's such a competitive uh, competitive strategy. Yep. Uh. That's, that's always <laughs> weird. Why do certain legendaries have... Like genders and just they. No, 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 I mean, real. okay. I, I think the only ones that do are Heatran and Latios and Latias. I think those I are the only ones with genders. As, I always kind of look at it as like you kind of have to have a certain legendary status. I mean, Heatran just lives in a cave, mm-hmm. and it's like one of a kind. So Zekrom's uh, okay. a dragon that's like a myth, and I mean, I, I, honestly, like with some of those, how are you gonna tell? Like, yeah, Uratina's from hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I don't know. I don't know. It's some of the it's one of those things. It's just kinda how legendary mm. are you? How legendary are you? That's true. I, I I agree with that. I agree with that for the most part. Uh as for myself, I've been playing a lot of showdown in my for, in my uh I'm tired of writing, I want to do something else uh time. <laughs> and uh I did. I did submit the written part of my candidacy, so we only have like a week and a half left now, and I'll be free once again. Because I, I like, I've just been like, while I haven't been doing like spending the amount of time I typically do on Puckle, I've been coming up with ideas for more content. So well, I guess watch out for that. Hopefully that happens in the near future. We, everybody can like check out all the cool new content that I've decided that we should start doing. Yeah. Uh, it'll be it'll be in next month's uh council report. Yeah, I'll I was gonna mention something during the news when that mm-hmm. comes around, so Alright, alright. Uh so I guess that's it. Um I'm getting ready for the Pikachu Cup. We talked a lot about that last week. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it a little bit more in the we're news. Probably gonna, we're gonna probably talk to talk about it a little bit more in the news. Uh hopefully nothing like next week, but uh I'm getting pretty excited for the Pikachu Cup. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> alright, so Let's kick it over to the news. So, cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And on to the news. So, again, it's another dry spell, but before we go on with that, uh, it was actually confirmed by Joe Merrick, the guy who runs Cerebi.net, that uh, hopefully in this upcoming Coro Coro, uh, there's <laughs> going to be some Pokemon news. Yay! Because it looks like they've uh, they've left a spot in the Coro Coro for new Pokemon. That's what the translation read, new Pokemon. And, uh, but what does that entirely mean? Like, uh, nobody Pokemon. knows. So no, uh, new it could... Pokemon game, new Pokemon manga, new yeah, exactly. Pokemon Pokemon. What are we looking at here? Yeah, we're looking at uh, we're looking. We could be looking at like just new Pokemon information for uh, well, for uh, what is it? It's uh, new new Pokemon information from uh, what's it called? What's it called? What I'm thinking of? 
Coro Coro? Coro Coro about, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have like a really bad headache, and so it's going all over the place, about uh, Super Mystery Dungeon. All right. Yeah. Um, so, oh, it's not Coro Coro that's saying this, but it's, uh, there's a merchandise sheet, which is hiding a new Pokemon, uh, in Japan. So it's a Japanese merchandise sheet with, like, a hidden Pokemon on it. So, this could mean that we're about to see something crazy. Uh, I'm looking at the picture right now. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I would like to does see... Does it look like, does it look like anything like the I mean, they colored it, uh, they, they blocked it out with a black circle. <laughs> Okay, so there's no shape to distinguish it. No. There's, oh. no. there's no shape. And it's just question mark, question mark, question mark. Which is, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting because the Japanese on top of it also says new Pokemon. Well, so, there you go. I mean, he could be dreaming about a new Zygarde form for all we know. Yeah. And, which is what I'm hoping. Or it could be that mystery Cyclops. <laughs> or, yeah, it could, it could just be like the blob. It could be blobby. Or it could even be Volcanian. Maybe, Volcanian's still not, still kind of up in the air. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an even, there's even another one. There's another. It happened this again. Uh, a brand new Pokemon as huge as a huge plush coming out in December. Yep. Uh, it, I, I, it's either gonna happen. Uh, we're either gonna hear something, hopefully, in this Coral Coral leak, or we could even hear about something at Worlds, which happens in about two weeks. So that's that. This is really exciting, actually. So much stuff is happening. Uh, it's it's happening-ish. Happen. Maybe happen. Yeah, it's not it's not happening one hundred percent, but Let's it's happening. Be, Hopefully, happy. it's happening. I'll, I'll just be able to finally talk about something. I'm really I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm like I hope something happens very soon. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here with what I have to report mm-hmm. on. I'm hoping very like soon something big happens, something big drops. Yeah. Well, because uh, I'm tired see. of looking up Serebi and it's just nothing but Pokemon shuffle updates. I'm like, I need something <laughs> new. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I in, don't uh, care about Mega Dark. To mix my obsessions of Pokemon and Amiibo, a uh, Mewtwo Amiibo is coming out, which I think has been known about for a while. Well, but uh, the Mewtwo Amiibo has been announced for a European release of October 23rd. So Europe, uh, New Zealand, Australia, you guys get can get an awesome Mewtwo Amiibo probably before the U.S. can because be we have to, supply problems. Fluffiest will be able to just wave it around in our faces and be like, look I what hope she I should, got! she should go buy me one and send it to me. <laughs> uh, can you spend your hard-earned money on something that I might I, not I am I am just about all <laughs> caught up on Amiibo. <laughs> I'm just no. about all caught up on Amiibo. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I'm, the the Amiibo hype is starting to die down, which I'm really happy about, <laughs> and I'm, and Super Smash Brothers is like less than 20 characters away from just being done. Yeah. So, once that's done, I'm out, I'm out of Amiibo. I can't, Get I can't out, collect please. anymore. I will have a Get solid, like, I'll have a solid, like, $1,000 in Amiibo by the time this collection's finished. <laughs> and that's a really sad thought. Yep. It's a really so, sad thought. Mewtwo Amiibo. First DLC Amiibo coming out. Mm-hmm. Expect more on the way because I <laughs> can't get enough Amiibo. Well, the thing is, but like, it... there's still going to be a couple, like, DLC characters, right? Yeah. On top of the ones that are already out because they've... Yeah. They, because the, the ballot for fighters is still going on. 
The mm-hmm. Ballot Fighter hasn't been announced yet. I mean, there's going to be, like, one or two of those, at least. Many people thought Ryu was the Ballot Fighter, but no, he's not. Mm-mm. There's mm-hmm. still somebody else that we're waiting on. Yeah, no, definitely. There's going to be another Ballot Fighter. And the Ballot's not over until, like, the end of October. And yeah, so... So, still we're not going to find out about that for a while. And then they're still going to come out with an Amiibo for those. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they're probably going to come out with new versions of those same Amiibos again. Just not gonna buy I'm slightly, done. I'm out. Just, just with the character in a slightly different position. Maybe not even that, but I could see them doing like the alt colors. Yeah, <laughs> one for each alt color. That would be awful. <laughs> That'd be 100% awful. Oh, all 720 plus Pokemon amiibos. <laughs> no, I think if they if they were to do Pokemon amiibo, <laughs> they were to do Pokemon amiibo. They do they'd handle it in a very similar way to the Animal Crossing amiibo. Where it's, uh, like, trading cards. Well, I'd almost say handle it more like they did with, uh, Rumble. Uh, I doubt that's gonna happen. Because, I mean, they tried. They did, they did. they did, but I don't think that was, like, to, you can't physically do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. So either way, we're talking way too much about Amiibos that none of us really have any interest in anymore, so. I have so much interest in Amiibo. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I stood outside of a GameStop yesterday. I have at, so much interest from in five a.m. to nine a.m. to go get the three, then go get the uh, retro pack reordered. Right. So anyway, Mewtwo Amiibo. Yeah. Yeah. So go crazy. <laughs> go crazy, people. All right. So we got more information on the Pikachu Cup mm-hmm. that's going to be coming. Oh, up. that's right. Registration is coming up. Mm-hmm. So, uh. We're getting the Pikachu. We know what the Pikachu's moves will be when it comes. Yeah, and unfortunately, none of them are serve. (laughs) I know that makes me. That's like that's like the saddest realization I came to. About a week ago, we were me, Thatch, and Fluffius were talking about this very thing on this very podcast, saying like, "Oh, wouldn't it be so cool if the Pikachu was a surfing Pikachu?" Because we need Mm -hmm. that back in our lives again. Because we couldn't do it as a Pokemon bank. And nope, Endeavor Pikachu. You'll it's like Endeavor, it you... uh, Volt Tackle, Encore, and Fake Out, uh, which are, I, I guess, other than the Endeavor, like they're all like essentially egg moves that Pikachu already had, and I don't know. I'm just not very excited. I'm not like Endeavor or Pikachu does just not sound that fun to me. Whenever you think of a yeah. Pikachu distribution, Endeavor, Quick Attack that'll be a good combination. Endeavor Quick Attack, yeah, no, but that's, then you're just playing the Rattata strategy with a Pikachu. Yeah. What's the difference the there? Pump. It's Pikachu, yeah. you can actually, you can actually get some kills with there Pikachu isn't. before that strategy. That's true. You, you make a good point there. I mean, even with Volt Tackle and Endeavor combined, that's something. And, yeah. Yeah. But still, it, here was a prime area for you to get the Surfing Pikachu back. Mm-hmm. Because everybody loves the Surfing Pikachu. Yeah, and they got rid of the Surfing Pikachu. I'm so sad. And they got rid of the Surfing Pikachu. So well, maybe, like... well, maybe, Viger, there's a little bit of hope. There will be a Pokemon Stadium 3. That will come yes. and be like, Thatch, here's your surfing Pikachu. Here's your surfing Pikachu back. <laughs> I think Hilo is replaced Pikachu and you wanna... with that. Yeah. I mean, the electric surfing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Either way, it was just not really what we were expecting. But mm-hmm. either way, if Pikachu is in the top three most used Pokemon in the uh, entire... Pikachu distribution will be given out. It will have the hidden ability Lightning Rod, and yeah. it will be holding a Light Ball. 
mm-hmm. all together. And if Pikachu is in the top four to the twelfth position in the cup, uh, you will just simply receive a light ball. Yes. For distribution. I think the light ball is more exciting. Light yeah. ball, yeah, is a bit more exciting. Even though it's readily accessible. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, hey, here's another light ball if you've mm-hmm. already got it. One for physical, one for special. Yep. Yep, there you go. All so, right. I guess way. that's it for the news this week. Pretty much, There's yes. nothing else really uh, going on. Uh, hopefully hopefully next week we can say something to you or even the week after that. Yeah, I, we will be like, ex- hopefully exploding out of every angle. I'll be, like, oh I'll my be gosh. pretty excited. I'll be pretty excited. Uh, all if right. It's a new po- if it is a new Pokemon game, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I guess that's it any, for the news. So, any Puckle news or no? No Puckle news, sadly. Okay. No so after this, uh, we're gonna do a short break, and you will get back to you guys with the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. Gator here to tell you how you can love us more. Here at Pokemon Underground Champion League's podcast, we both want and need your undying affection. But Gator, you ask, how can I do that? It's easy! Follow our Twitter and Tumblr, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the Puckle subreddit, find us on YouTube, and if you find yourself with a couple extra dollars, consider donating to the show. 100% of donations go to the community and keeping the show running. I love you. And... On to the topic today. Our topic today is we're going to be discussing rivals throughout the series. And so I think the last time we talked about rivals was maybe like five years ago. So yeah. I think it's time for an updated discussion. <laughs> yeah, because I mean we got we got like at least two more generations of rivals yeah, to deal since, with now. Since then, so, right? Uh, so. I, think, I think the first place to start, let's just go, let's go gen by gen and we can go through our opinions. Of yep. the rivals, Either and maybe personal. maybe eventually get to some idea of what we would like from a Gen Seven rival, yeah, in the near future. Personal. And so, uh, Gen One, obviously, you start with Blue, the the or classic what? rival that tells you to smell you later, or Butt Face if you were real, <laughs> if you were real mature, <laughs> yep, and you were you knew how to uh, stick it to people back in the day, yep. <laughs> But either way, Blue was your first rival Blue in was. any Pokemon trainer. I don't know. I really, was. honestly, as like Red and Blue going playing through Leaf Green and Fire Red, they had like a lot of story elements in that they've had a lot of not gym leader esque dungeons, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of Team Rocket side story and stuff, and a lot of other things. And I mean, you've run into your rival, I think, more just about as much, if not more, than like your other rivals in other games. Right. And I. Well, first of all, I find it very interesting. You see him in very interesting places, uh, mm-hmm. story-wise. Uh, the Selfco building, as you're trying to, like, raid it and stop Giovanni. He just seems to, like, pop up out he's of He's just the there. In, like, he's just there in the Selfco building. It's like, it's like what, don't are you, for- what are you doing here? He's like, don't forget about me! Yeah. I'll smell you later! And then he's gone. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, he's in Lavender Town uh, because of the classic you killed his Raticate story, whatever. On the um, Saint Anne. Yeah. yeah, whatever. But I'm done with the Raticate story. <laughs> that's a, that's that's completely a different. I I just think altogether. I just think that's been overblown way too much. Like honestly, that's for that's for a Pokemon theories episode. But even then, even then, it's just one of those that I'm so tired of hearing. You uh, but... killed his Raticate. It's like, yeah, let's move on. Move on. Yeah. And then, of course, the 
grand finale with Blue, yeah. finding him to have already beaten all of the Elite Four before you well, could. Well, the entire game, he's, like, one step ahead of you. And that, like, I don't know, when I was a kid and playing Red and Blue version, like, that was a drive. Like, there, yeah. there there's this guy there that very much so just does not want to be with you. Like, just wants to beat you. And he's there. He's one step ahead of you every single time. No matter how many times you beat him in battle, he's always ahead of you. He's always there. And there's just no way to catch up and until the end when you have to face until him you, in the final showdown. Until you literally corner him at the end. Mm-hmm. There's, nowhere, with, there's oh. nowhere left for him to go. He's already beat you to the end. And you have to take him out. He's gone as high as he possibly could, and then you mm-hmm. went higher. So <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> I, again, I never really got my true to form start until Gen Four. So I'm one of those that was depraved of that feeling Ooh. of accomplishment, and it pains me every waking moment. <laughs> it's like I did not confront Blue on the Indigo Plateau. No. I mean, it is one of those like defining moments. Like Pokemon was a huge part of my childhood. Oh, and yeah, it was, that was definitely like one of my defining moments. It was and... it was the Pokemon anime for me, but I can see like there be like the same emotional high that you get facing yeah. Blue. It's the champion I mean, it's... that you would get watching yeah. Bye Bye Butterfree. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just like yeah, I beat you. I'm now finally ahead of you. I and... beat you. Now get out of my way. <laughs> I mean, another. Uh, I mean, we can move on to Gen Two. Uh, first of all, with Gen Two, the first encounter with your rival. He always, it was always introducing him as question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Right? Yeah. And so, he, uh, steal, he steals a Pokemon from Professor Elm's laboratory, which already makes him cooler than most rivals. Uh, and then, he, go, he goes ahead, steals the Pokemon, you battle him, you don't know his name, but then you go back to Professor Elm, and they're just like, hey, somebody stole a Pokemon, with re- he had red hair, did you see him? And you're like, yeah, I totally saw him, I just battled him. They're like, what was his name? And, uh, as a kid, I don't know how many, pe- like, Maximus, you played uh, Gold and Silver? Mm, that was my first Pokemon game. Yeah, uh, when you, they asked you the name for, for the, for your rival, I definitely put question mark, question mark, question mark, question <laughs> mark. Because they asked me what his name was, I'm like, that That's was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was meant to be the, uh, mechanic for name your rival. And, uh, so I went through my original playthrough of Silver version with a uh, rival named question mark, question mark, question mark. The curse type. Uh, I honestly <laughs> think he's one. Like he's one of the cooler rivals. Like there's there's blue. Like nothing's gonna beat blue. Goes becomes a gym leader. You know, does all this cool stuff. Um, I I really do yeah. think that in himself that uh that uh silver is actually a really cool rival. He's the yeah. son of Giovanni uh, in the manga, and it's confirmed later in the games with the Celebi event that that's what he is. Um, yeah, it's. He's just got this vendetta against Team Rocket because his dad literally abandoned him. And it's just it's great. I mean, he's got like, he's got such a good backstory and it was it was a huge change of pace when it came between the transition between Blue and Silver and mm-hmm. that Blue was just always this like, "Haha, I'm better than you. <laughs> Smell you later." And then Silver is just like completely bad to the bone to Everyone and everything he comes in contact with, so it's just it's like I, I mean huh, it's just it I feels can understand like you being the bad guy. Here. It honestly felt like a growth in some way, right? Because like yeah. Blue was the very immature uh, rival, it was very very immature. 
And then, and then you know, a couple years later, you get Silver, who is just like this dark, mysterious. Like he's got he's got a mission, and like you're plan. there to try to stop him at the same time. Things and, get real. <laughs> yeah, things mm-hmm. get real. That's yeah, for sure. Like Pokemon, like red and blue, like the openings. Like, okay, I'm about to go on a Pokemon <laughs> adventure, beat my rival, and get to the top. But then once you grow up a little, a few years later, yeah, gold and silver come around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get, you get more serious. It's like it gets, again, it gets like, a little I'm bit gonna, more serious. And it's like I'm gonna pick a new starter Pokemon. I'm gonna have a great adventure, and, and then literally silver just comes jumping out of the window, shattering, and just be like, I stole some crap. I mean, <laughs> I just think it's really cool. I I thought it was very well done. Yes. Uh, the manga is very good. I I mean, I always suggest the manga, and I haven't done an episode of the manga in quite some time. Uh, which needs to happen. It needs to happen. I need to do an episode on the manga again. Yes. But need to do an episode on the manga. Because the manga is really good, and I'm always I'm a, I'm very pro manga. But uh yeah, it's just like one of those things. He's got such a good backstory and Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So I guess next is to move on to Gen three. Gen three, in a sense, you had two rivals. Uh yeah. you had and May and uh Wally. And it was the first to introduce the concept of the other player character being your rival. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I really wish they... Well, they kind of tried to do that. They tried to do that in a couple other places, but not really. Like They, they, tried, they, they, they tried to do that in Sinnoh as well. They did it really in that way. Like, um, May, May and Dawn, I can draw a lot of parallels to. Um, yeah. Dawn is very much there as a support character, just like May is. May is just there to be your friend to support you. Or Brendan, yeah. if you're playing as the female character. It's just kind of there to support you. Whereas Wally is there to be, like, he he's kind of, uh, I, I feel like he is red to the red and blue of Rivals, right? Yeah. And you're more blue in that situation. Because every time you saw Wally, you're just like, oh, hey, kid. And then you raffle stomp him and you walk away. Smell you later. Because oh, he, God, he is no. liter- he's literally he's literally always, like, one step behind you. Yeah, you would and, literally teach him how to catch a Pokemon. Yeah, he, he's he's one step behind you the entire game. And but so, I, 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 I don't know. I thought I thought Gen three had very weak rivals. Although and, I will say, with the release of Auras, I thought Wally got much more like of an update than he did. He, in oh, the he's original. definitely a lot better now. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I in that that battle theme that you get mm-hmm. when you face Wally in Victory Road. I cannot get that out of my head. I mean, I really, I think that uh, instead of Gardevoir, giving Gallade this time, Gallade is a much better fit for Wally's character. Yeah. And, and the thing was, it was back in Ruby and Sapphire, he caught a male Ralts, which would mm-hmm. evolve into a male Gardevoir, just because Gallade didn't exist at the time. So now that Gallade exists, and not only that, it can mega evolve, might as well. I don't know. It's just It was just one of those things where, you know, he definitely, it definitely stepped up, but oh, I think yeah, I think that... Ruby and Sapphire's rivals were relatively un, un, un uh, like unexciting. Uh, it was it's it was more tame than what Blue and Silver. I didn't had like it. Offer. I mean, I would really like a rival they, more. Like they just kind of felt like they needed. Silver. They were just kind of shoehorned in there. They weren't really mm-hmm. some. They weren't because when you think of a rival, yeah, they weren't story centric at all. Right. When you think of a rival, a rival's not really supposed to be as like friendly esque mm-hmm. as. I mean, I think I think that's more of a uh, that's more of an American. Uh, yeah, culture it thing. Is more of an American because culture. in Japan, I think they were meant to be your friends, but you know, Blue was just not a good person. Yeah, <laughs> we've known each known each other since children, but you are kind of a yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a word I'd use, but <laughs> it's child friendly. So yeah, <laughs> so either way, 
Yeah, Brendan May and Wally. Uh, Wally, I really like you in Ores more so than Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, that's for sure. And Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl. So then we move on to Sinnoh. Yeah, where you get uh, Barry. Barry. Is that his canon name? Is that his canon name, Barry? His his default name is Barry because that's his name in the anime as well. They go by Barry. Okay. Although, fun fact, I chose Marcus instead. Uh, Didn't really change. Didn't Uh, really change my uh. That was another default name that I mm-hmm. could pick, but I was like, Marcus sounds like the cooler one. But then turns out Marcus was just as uncool as Barry is. <laughs> I mean, there's... It's just... A... Yeah. It's just... Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. not much you can really say about Barry, except he's just there. And again, he's like Blue in the sense that he just pops up out of the hedges and fight mm-hmm. me! Well, and he's he's not like that. He's just like he's like this ADHD. He is he's ahead of you, but he's a much more tame version, I guess. Yeah. In that he's being he's being very uh, friendly about it, but yeah, he is yeah. more. Con- he I would say he's more of a friend than to uh, oh, yes the Diamond and Pearl player than Blue is to Red. Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, that's more so. You're saying you're, you're like so trying to say like an apple tastes more like an apple than an orange. And yeah, that's what you're trying to say, and like that that's completely right. <laughs> that's exactly what Barry set out to be. Yeah, Although and, I will say, I will go off record and say that Barry in the anime is freaking hilarious. Oh yeah, in the hilar- <laughs> in the anime, he's he's hilarious. But always yelling. Mm-hmm. I'll find you. <laughs> and I think it's uh, it's very interesting that his father is like the leader of the uh, battle tower yeah, as well. He's the tower tycoon. How much of a disappointment is he to his father? That's my question. Well, at least Consider he got all eight badges. He did get all eight badges, but he didn't, like, do anything. You basically fought him at the door of uh, the Elite Four and be like, no, you just... You do that that in every game, though, now. And that's... I mean, I'm kind of tired of that predictability, you know? I want want a a new blue experience. I want to fight my rival as the champion and be like, no. Yeah. This is where we stand, and this is where we're going to decide who's the strongest. Yeah, exactly. That is what I want. I want that blue experience. Mm-hmm. Give it to oh, me. Gen 7. I agree with you. Title. I agree with you. I want that blue experience again. So, either way, Barry. Mm-hmm. Eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we move on. So then we move on to Gen 5, where we had three rivals. Sharon, yes, you have Anka. three. No, th- I guess if you include Ed, yeah. Oh, I say Gen 5. So, well, I was gonna say Sharon, Bianca, and Hugh. Oh, if you want to include, but if we want to talk about and well, then let's please. Let's oh, do I, I mean, I didn't know you were including black and white too. Uh, I'd rather not include N because there's too much of discussion there. Yeah, that's a completely different. He he transcends like what it takes to be a rival. It's not even it's like not a all... rival. It's more like it's more like I don't know. I see more of a Giovanni esque transformation in him. And, oh yeah, big time. I can and, see him as a mentor kind of figure. Mm, that's a good point. I like that a lot. Uh, like, I don't, he but, goes beyond. He it's just he goes beyond what a rival usually does in the Pokemon game. It's like with the Pokemon game, it's just like, oh, you two are striving to be the best Pokemon trainer, or at least be better than each other. Well, with N and the player, it's it's literally a clash of ideals. Yeah, we'll literally. Get, like, we, should, we could do an episode on like, and uh, <laughs> not just N, but on uh, just teams. N. <laughs> Just like because there are a lot of interesting characters that uh, I mean I wouldn't say like Cyrus from Team Galactic was important or anything. Oh, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess I guess and, a future episode could be main antagonist. Yeah, Pokemon some antagonist. I think that'd be interesting to do. Uh, but 
Oh. Either way, we can talk. I mean, Sharon and Bianca. I think this is where like this concept of like going like it was more so in the American games portrayed as a friendship, yeah. and yeah. it was. Uh, I don't know. I honestly got very bored with it. I like that Bianca had some kind of backstory. Like her parents didn't want her to go on the adventure, and you had to help yeah. with that. And yeah. I thought that was very very interesting. And... I I like the uh, flip side that happens between Sharon and Bianca when you compare them. I mean, they're like opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. And that Sharon oh. is more more in control and methodical. He thinks things through and knows exactly what's going on. Bianca is the, is the complete opposite yes. of that in every way. She's completely scatterbrained. She has no idea what's going on and always like doesn't think things through at all. I mean, I think that was intentional. Pure wild card. That was intentional. Yeah, and then you and then you were kind of in the middle. Well, you were kind of. You. It was. It's. It's <laughs> literally like it's literally the Taoism theme that Unova was setting out. Exactly. To be. Black and white, yin and yang. Oh my gosh! I just came up with that on my head. Wait, did you not? Did you not know that was a thing? I just suddenly came up with that. Holy crap! You really remember how there used to be one one Pokemon? Like they I understood. I understood the. I understood the Tao. <laughs> I understood the Taoism between Zekrom and Reshiram, but I never put it together with Sharon and Bianca. No, they do that. It's like a constant theme throughout the black and white. Dang it! Like a constant theme. <laughs> Who am I, Red here? Like that's that's why you and N have such different like different like ideologies. Right. And like that's just the whole game. I understand. That's the I whole game, Biker. I I understand that fact. It's just now I'm putting together Sharon and Bianca. I mean, Those they do it two. everywhere. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I, I, literally, you are blue, I am red. <laughs> I will smell you later. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. So I, just, I didn't, I didn't care for them too much. Uh, just because yeah. I didn't feel like, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't see the level of depth there in their characters. Like there is yeah. now. Uh, not even now. Now it's even worse. But, uh, there's, and then uh, Hugh. Hugh. Hugh was interesting because he was ahead of you, but he didn't do it intentionally. It just he happened. was kind of there. He was just trying to do better so he could go get his sister's purloin. And it was kind I mean, he still wasn't a good character, granted, because it's been like five years and he's still like harping on his sister's purloin. And he's just mm. like, purloin, I need to find you, purloin. Jeez. I mean, that's the entire long. game. Is huge as being like, I need to find Purloin. And it's just like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. There's a little bit more to life than Purloin. And let's think things <laughs> through. First off, Purloin sucks. Yeah. You'd be better <laughs> off getting a different Pokemon that's actually better. Okay. Well, <laughs> my, my, next, my next thing is, okay, it's a Purloin. We live right next to a root that has Purloin. Go catch another <laughs> one. Your sister's not going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Either she's way. not going to be able to tell the difference. And then uh, it, it does come to like a conclusion. Like there, there is a conclusion to that where he does see this, his sister's purloin fully evolved now as a Lipard. And oh, Lipard. Yeah, even yeah, it even gets better, right? Ugh. And yeah, the shadow trio is like <laughs> it just gets better. Yeah, the shadow trio is like yeah, or triad. The shadow triad's like yeah, we had it the entire time. We we do not feel sorry about it. This. <laughs> I mean, it is. It was a purloin. I don't know why you're caring so much. Yeah, about this. It's, exactly. It's it's a purloin. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, you could do better. Mm-hmm. It was just. So, it was a very odd moment. Like I felt like there was more that they could have done story-wise there, and yeah. I feel like it was executed very poorly. 
but you know, I mean, it could have been a different like motivation. Other, like it could have been like the purloin's gone, and he wants to go get revenge for that. It's you dead. Know, I think yeah. that would. And I, I can, think that and would I be. Can understand it. Yeah, that would get a little too real for Pokemon, honestly. But uh, it's not. It's Star not like Wars, they stopped. The they didn't. A Pokemon death hasn't stopped the series before. I mean, literally, Gen Five had uh, Alder hmm. and his Pokemon that was that's true. Dead. That's <laughs> so true. So it's like this. It's mm-hmm. the same generation. I think they could do that. They could have done it again. I think that would have been very interesting, actually. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And then La- Lavender Town. It is a tower full of dead Pokemon. <laughs> okay, that's Gen different. One. Gen, Gen <laughs> so, 1, you're not allowed to apply the rules of anything that happened in Gen 1 to the overarching theme of the world of Pokemon. Anything Pokemon. from the anime season 1, two, seasons 1 and 2, and uh, and Gen 1, the video games, you are not allowed to say is canon in the Pokemon world. You are not allowed okay. to do that. What about okay, Mount then, uh, third generation? Okay, see, Mount Pyre, that makes sense. Good. Maximus makes a valid say, point. I was going to say gold and silver, the brass and tin towers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those. Okay, Pokemon okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. I'm, I'm out. So anyway, Unibelief, Hugh, it's a purloin. Get over it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move finally. on to the final. Let's move on to the final group, and that's uh, Gen Six, where you have like five rivals. Yes, at friends. least four. Uh, there's uh there's the other gender character, either Serena or uh, what's the male character's name? Calum. Calum. That's right. And then you have uh, Tierno, uh, the smart Shauna, kid Trevor, Shauna. Sean, and that's it. And that's, that Shauna, is, that's Tierno, five. and Trevor. It's five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. The ecstatic girl, the fatty, and the uh, Pokedex creationist. And I, I don't know. I think – I thought it was – okay. So the first time I played X and Y – when I first played through X and Y, and like they're all in like the Viridian Forest because they use the exact same map for it. Yeah. Uh, if it, when you're in that forest – uh, and they're all just running around. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is really neat. Maybe we can get some really cool character development with this, you know? And, yeah. And nope. then it, the entire game was just a complete letdown. Because there were too many characters and not enough chances to give them personality, you know? Yeah. So uh, it like would... they, they, were gene- they were generic characters because, come on, look at that yeah. scenario. You have the quote-unquote nerd, you got mm-hmm. the quote-unquote fat guy, and you got the girl. That's yeah. kind of right there. It That's is, generic as it you is, can get. It is the triad. Although they did, they did try and give them all each like little different personality quirks that made them like, different. I think I think the only one that actually made any impact on me as a, as pl- while playing through the game is Shauna, because Shauna has some kind of like romantic feelings for you, obviously. Even and, if you're a girl. Yeah, even if you're a girl, which is fine. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. That was that was past <laughs> like uh, that was. You know, that was a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a and... couple weeks ago I was a girl talking to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, there was, uh, there was, you know, which is interesting. I think that Shauna, like, had this really big feeling. Because she'd always, like, st- stay behind when everybody else ran ahead and talked to you. Like, give you a little... Yeah, she was the one that could heal your Pokemon in Viridian Forest. And I, I thought that was very interesting. And I really wish that they would have given you more one-on-one time with each of the rivals, you know? Yeah. Like say that you guys are just like like you're on your way to go fight uh because Serena and Kate slash Calum show up and help you out and Shauna as well with uh Team Flare at the end. But yeah. even when like when you're at the Pokeball factory, they're not really there with you when you're like taking on the Pokeball factory. Right. And they just again know, kinda materialize out from It would have been really silly if like you and Tierno would have been like stuck in like fighting Team Flare at one point together. 
Yeah, and then and he's just like, them. I'm gonna do a dance move. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, and you beat them with a dance off. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think I thought something like that would be awesome, and like you get a little bit of character built in with the character there. It doesn't. I mean, saying that the character that was there, like the character development that was there, wasn't very good to begin with, as I don't think the characters that they intended for them to be were very good, solid characters. Yeah. Um. It would have been interesting if you had a group of friends and like you had one that was like a blue esque character. He's just like yeah. not nice to everybody. He is kind of he is kind of snooty and sassy, but everybody just like yeah. lives with it. It's just like yeah, that's oh, yeah. just because you, you would like to think that like this could possibly be like a group of friends that you re- relate to in real life. And yeah, there is that as, one. As Dane like, Cook would say, as Dane Cook would say, every group <laughs> of friends has a Karen uh, that nobody likes. Yeah, <laughs> that one person that nobody likes. That would be that person. It's just that one character that, um, um, nobody likes <clears throat> Something like that. Yeah, so. just, nobody likes him, and so when that person's not around, your favorite thing to do as a group of friends is to make fun of that person. Yeah. <laughs> Talk crap behind their back. Exactly. Uh, that's really mean. Way. Don't do that so, in real life, kids. No, that, that's horrible. That's horrible. Don't do that in real life, kids. Don't aspire to be Thatch. Don't. <laughs> But either way, for sixth generation, I would say it was either Kayla again. It's like a, it's like Hoenn in the sense that your the other player character turns out to be more of a rival than anyone else. I honestly think or, that they were just so shallow, and it wasn't even necessary. It's just, it's just Wally became three different people. Exactly, Wally became <laughs> three different people, and the other, the other gender character just didn't do as much either. I don't think they were that exciting. Although it was pretty interesting that both of you really were at the same level and like for mm-hmm. instance when you go to the mega evolution guru and mm-hmm. he only has one uh yeah. mega ring to pass out well it's like well Caleb and serena are both very capable of wielding the power of mega evolution so i guess whoever wins a pokemon battle can mega evolve their pokemon yeah so then it was literally like well okay i can see this being very much Rival-esque in that yes, you are oh, yeah. both on the same level, mm. except yeah. your Pokemon. One of you wasn't blue. Five level. Yeah. You're the main character. <laughs> <laughs> and you I, have to get it. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been real bummer if you didn't was, get it, right? Yeah. Ouch. Oh well. Oh, either way, uh, rivals. How much that game would change if, I, if it actually affected the story. Like, yeah. You actually lost that match. You don't get the negative. That would suck, though. Over. Imagine how much that would suck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Either either way, either way. Um, so so uh, Gen Seven, like, what would we like to see? Honestly, for me, I'd like to see something that was more like Blue. I'd like to go back to basics. I want. And just I want one rival, rival. That one rival. Mm-hmm. One rival. I, one rival I wanna, system. I want to relive those experiences that you guys have with Blue. Well, you're not reliving it then. You're just living it. Yeah, live. I want to <laughs> live it for once in my life. I mean, I'm trying to play through, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green, but I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to go in there blind and not knowing that it's mm-hmm. going to happen. I think that's my favorite thing about the international releases now. Yeah. Is that I can actually go into the story blind. Uh, I couldn't do that before with Black and White because, like, I would, I, I would try not to. But, like, at the same time, like, I'm running a Pokemon podcast and there's four months and these games are out. I've got to yeah. talk about it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, I could, it would be really easy for Gen 7 to pull off something like Blue and still mm-hmm. dupe all the players in the process. It's like, mm-hmm. we've gotten, we've gotten complacent with having one last player rival battle before you enter the Elite Four. 
well, what if we try and contrive something where, yes, you do have that battle with your rival before the Elite Four, but then oh, yeah. a, pl a plot device happens and prohibits you from going straight to the Elite Four just yet, and you're mm -hmm. brought on to beat the enemy well, team. Well, what they, what they did... Catch uh... the legendary Pokemon and then return, only to find out that in that instance... You left the door open, and your rival just simply walked. I think I think in Red and Blue, what they did to actually like not get you to catch that is uh, uh, I might be mistaken. I'm double checking myself right now, but there I think there is a. Uh... Oh man, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, I think I think the uh, character Blue, or I guess I'll look at Gary. I don't know what to do, look at, uh, but. Let's see, based on character game. There we go. Character counterpart. Here we go. Blue. I think what they do is actually, uh, before the final battle, and we and before you as the champion, you actually play him at the. Uh, I think you play him beforehand. Uh, before the before victory road, but I could very well be wrong. Uh, let's see, Gym Battle, Fire Red Leaf Green, uh, Indigo Plateau, Indigo Plateau, Rematches. Where, where is it? I don't know where it went. Okay, either way. I think, I think they did something where you battled him beforehand, so you, I, honestly, were just not expecting it. Yeah. Like, it was just gone. You, there was just no chance of you ever expecting it. Let's see, let me double check. I, I can't find it. Okay, but the, I think there was something like that. It was very interesting. But yeah, I don't know. It would be something to see if uh, a more blue, red-blue character would come out. And honestly, it would be really cool if like uh, they did that sequel, uh, Red and Blue 2, where you're playing as uh, as like characters 20 years later, and you and your friend have exactly the same attitudes as Red and Blue. And you do you there. think they're going to be the children of Red and Blue, or no? I don't think so, but I think it'd be very interesting if it was two children growing up in Pallet Town that were exactly like Red and Blue. The story would obviously be different, but I think it would be very interesting. That'd be pretty interesting seeing a very old Professor Oak. Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah. he's still like around. a 20-year-older, like 20 years older Professor Oak, I think that'd be very interesting. He's gonna be, that's old because he's already a grandfather, so. Yeah, we haven't seen Professor Oak in quite a while either. He was, he was a staple in, I believe, all of the games. Or in all the generations up until Gen 4. And I don't think he was, he was in Gen 5 or in Gen 6, which kind of makes well, me sad. Well, count the remakes, but. He was, I mean, no, he was also in Diamond and Pearl. Oh yeah, he was in Diamond and Pearl, and so it'd be very interesting to see something like that. Yeah. I'd be interested to see something like that. But yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so let's go to commercial break, guys, and we'll catch you on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Ronald, and I'm the previous owner of the Legendary Pokemon cards. Do you want to own the Legendary Pokemon cards? Well, come on down to Ronald's Trading Card Game Shop. Just aptly named, just like the island I'm located on, Trading Card Game Island. You can come here, buy some cards, and beat the masters of each Pokemon Trading Card Game Club, where you'll earn a medal. After eight medals, you can then go ahead and try to earn the legendary Pokemon cards. So come on down to Ronald's Trading Card Game Shop to increase your game. <laughs> episode 
And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 632, Durant, the Iron Ant Pokemon. They attack in groups, covering themselves in steel armor to protect themselves from heat more. Durant digs nets around in mountains. They build their complicated, interconnected tunnels and mazes. Individuals each play different roles in driving heat more, their natural predator, away from their colony. Okay, so Durant has a Pokemon rival in Heatmore. Uh, it's very a one. It's a very one-sided uh, rivalry. As I'd Heatmore say, has... it's more. Al- it's more along the lines of this is the circle of light. Kudos. <laughs> he's a he's a fire he's a fire uh, uh, anteater, and this is an ant. Uh, so this is uh, not only but... not only an ant, but a steel bug type. <laughs> yeah, Durant Guess is actually what's super effective against steel and bug. <laughs> Durant is actually a really good Pokemon, though, honestly. He's got a base speed of 109, which is insane. He's got a pretty good defense, and he's got a pretty good attack. He does suffer in, like, the special defense area, and his HP isn't great. But I think he's a pretty usable uh, Pokemon, and a lot of people I like actually... His... I like his design the best about... Like, I How he's an like... ant, and that's, well, like... that's it. He's an ant. Like... Well, he's a metal <gasps> ant, first off. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't look like anything other than a normal ant color. He's gray. a durable ant. Come on. <laughs> and uh, I think he's actually used very much so in competitive Pokemon. He's, you, say, uh, you say you say he's an ant, and then I look at the Japanese pronunciation, and it's literally ant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's he's in the RU tier, but he's sometimes he's in the UU tier. Uh, but honestly, I don't want to talk to talk about him too much in like competitive Pokemon. Personally, Maximus might have something, uh, but I want to talk to I want to talk about him as being used as a uh, as a truant like passer for mm-hmm. um, what is that uh, Battle Mason? It's actually incredibly useful because Durant actually gets access to uh, Skill Swap, mm-hmm. which is really really cool. He gets Skill Swap and he can. Swap Truant onto another Pokemon, and just kind of run train because he's incredibly fast. He's really good. You can set up Swords Dances for days. Yeah, it's it's definitely very useful. Oh, so, funny thing, um, going back to Heatmore's um, natural enemy mm-hmm. with the Skill Swap. That one, that one um, Durant goes against a Heatmore. Yeah, Heatmore has Flash Fire. Oh my gosh, Flash Fire <laughs> Durant would be awesome. <laughs> It switch. It gets flash fire, it, and then it gets tar- and it gives Tarant to the heat more. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty much invincible now. Yeah, it is invincible. Well, so, not invincible, but no weaknesses. So We're let me see if I can find this set. Weaknesses. Okay, cool. let's see. Let's see. Oh no! Wait, uh, fire type is his only weakness. Yeah, so with then, flash yeah, fire, it's, it's immune. To flash skill fire. swap with flash fire, and then yeah, he's. Basically, Electros. <laughs> hmm. Or Spiritomb post or pre six gen. Mm-hmm. I heard. I heard Durant though is very good for these. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, here's the guide. Here's the guide from Reddit. As I was trying to find it, because I thought I knew it, and I wanted to double check. So you can actually. Uh, you can run Durant with, let's see, Durant with Truant, and uh, with the ability Truant, which is his hidden ability, which I think you can get from the Friend Safari. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you give him the move Entrainment, 
Iron Head, and X Scissor and Crunch. And you uh, beef him up. You give him a Choice Scarf as well. Uh, you boost his. You give him. A, uh, you train him in attack and speed, obviously. And nothing very, very. Uh, nothing too much. But what you do is, you just kind of uh, skills or you use entrainment so that the opponent has the ability Truant or gets the effects from Truant, if I'm not mistaken. Now, why would you um, give him a Choice Scarf with that? Hmm. Uh, that way you can go first. Yeah, but then you're stuck in entrainment the entire time. Are you? Why would you be stuck in entrainment the entire time? Because if you're using a choice scarf, you're stuck mm-hmm. in that move. Oh, that's true. But you, you use entrainment and you switch out. You start with Durant, use entrainment, then you switch out. Mm. Wouldn't go. the opponent just switch out too? No, one no, no the, the AI doesn't do that. Oh, the AI doesn't do Yeah, that. I'm, I'm not talking about like, if you go into real competitive Pokemon, this isn't going to work. Uh, you'd have to use like skill swap or something. But entrainment, on the other hand, will uh, uh, changes the ability to match yours. So they'll be stuck with truant, and so it's like it's like using uh, skill swap, but you get to hold on to your ability and just keep doing that over and over and over to your opponent. Hmm. It's great. I mean, you could use that for Battle Mason, and it'll work really well. And plus, if you get other Pokemon with attack, you can just counter that every single time. Mm-hmm. There so it's go. something. It's something to think about. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out. I'm definitely gonna try it out after this. Yeah. Something for the rest points. of my day. I'm gonna go breed some Pokemon. Go breed some Durant and give Viger a Genesect. And uh <laughs> that's my A day. different metal bug. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I actually if you do want to run A different fifth gen metal bug. <laughs> if you do want to run Durant uh competitively, it's not impossible. Uh it's very it's a very good Pokemon. And so you'd want to use it in an R uh, RU probably. Uh, you want to give it the ability Hustle. Hustle, I think, is a much, much better ability. It it's is. kind of like, uh, uh, what, it's, it's, uh, kind of like Sheer Force, almost, but not really. Uh, physical moves will do 50% more damage, but you're cu- you're down 20% accuracy. But, if you're Durant and you use Home Claws... Yes. Home Claws increases your accuracy as well as your attack, so that drop in accuracy doesn't really matter. And you can uh, be run and train with some Iron Head superpower and X Scissor, and on top of that, Jeez. you can you can stack a Life Orb on top of that damage as well. Which is it gets it stacks up pretty easily too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you want to be very careful with that. All right, all right. So moving so, on, I guess that's it for uh, the Pokemon of the episode, uh, unless there. there are trading cards in rotation. There's also a bit of trivia, but not too much. Oh, what is the trivia? But, Go with it. Uh, there's only three bits that I can find on Bulbapedia. Okay. Uh, Durant and its rival Heatmore were both designed by Ken Sugimori. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's worth noting. Uh, Durant being the prey of Heatmore is reflected in their types, mm-hmm. which is blatantly obvious. But And Durant and Heatmore have many statistical similarities. They share the same leveling rate, catch rate, Hatch time, base experience yield, and base stat total. I mean, that makes sense, right? So they are rivals to the very end. So. Uh, there is and one Durant uh, tri- TCG card in uh, in in a rotation, which the current rotation is X and Y on. Uh, it's a Flash Fire card. It's also a Steel type card for you, Viger. Uh, yeah, I'll it's not that you. it's not that great of a card, sadly. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's one uh, of those for one colorless energy. You can discard. You can use chip off, which is discard cards from your opponent's hand on random until he or she has four cards in his or her hand. So that's not even that good. Uh, no, because then if your opponent's got less than four cards, it's just like no. Uh, yeah. It also has X Scissor, uh, which is twenty plus damage, which is done for one metal and one colorless energy. And you flip a coin. If heads, you do 20 more damage. So Max, this card's doing is 40 damage. It's also a 70 HP card. It just Durant, isn't that great. Would, it would, to me, it would look more like Durant's card is more of like a setup. Like, hey, stay out here while I build up something a little bit more powerful. I would definitely just get different cards. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cards if you were stuck with Durant. If you yeah, were stuck you were with stuck. having Durant, yes, yeah, definitely. But that is I, pretty much what you use him oh, for. Oh, even worse, this is a rare card. Oh my gosh. How is that a rare card? Yeah, it's a rare card. Just think about that. Think about I guess that. they gave it rare to give people the the incentive to own a Durant card. <laughs> I guess, because nobody else is going to want to. Because you're not going to use it, but it's like, oh, it's rare, though. Yeah. You gotta have it, it's rare. <laughs> All right. So that's it for the Pokemon League episode. If you want to do more Puckley goodness, you can go check out everything that the writers are doing. Scrawn has just opened up a new trivia article that's happening once every two weeks with the chance of winning, like, real-life prizes if you uh, win the trivia. So go check that out at PucklePodcast.com. And uh, as always, check out the other writers at PucklePodcast.com. They do an excellent job. So, yeah. Without further ado, let's flip it over to the mailbag. for the mailbag send in your emails the mail's here check your inbox it's time for the mailbag mail and on to the mailbag. Our mailbag this week is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, if we find, see an email that we deem worthy of the Green Tauros badge, we will proudly hand it out. Uh, so moving on, we're going to go to uh, the mailbag, and we're going to read all of your mailbags in response to the email, the mailbag question. What do you guys know about rivals? Do you have any real-life rivals? Uh, do you have... Uh, any experiences with the rivals in games? What do you guys think of them? So, without further ado, let's jump right on in. So, our first one is from Basket. What's up, Puckle Peeps? It's Basket again, and I'm here to say I wholeheartedly think you should take my kind of dorks thing from the last mailbag positively. Everyone is a dork in some way, and you're all just lucky enough to be dorks in the right way. So, Mm -hmm. pat yourselves on the back. (laughs) I'm glad he gave me clarification, because I was very, very confused last week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm a dork and I'm proud of it. <laughs> On to the mailbag question. Personally, I think a better question would be, what rivals can you stand? Because all are complete garbage and super annoying except the first two. Blue was awesome, but you freaking hated the jerk. He always make he was always making you angry, and when you lost, he made you laugh maniacally as you tore through his team during your second playthrough. Out of sheer spite, on my second playthrough, I made a team that would wreck all of his mons, I also love the theory that you killed his Raticate because the bloodthirsty 10-year-old Basket was like, Ha! Take that, you jerk! <laughs> Ain't you so cool now, are ya? It's a, it's good to have someone to despise. And Red was the little guy Basket loved to hate. 
Silver was awesome because he stole his starter, and there was the fan theory, eventually proven true in Harkold to Silver, of him being Giovanni's son, which is makes him even cooler. After that, all of your rivals were over overly nice people you couldn't ditch, no matter how hard you tried. Also, Red and Silver, when they wanted wanted to battle, did it to screw you over and impede your eventual eventual rise to the elite four to be the elite four champion. Way better characters exist, in my opinion. But now rivals suggesting battles at the most inopportune moment just seems to be like they do it because they're idiots and have no idea how badly they're going to screw you over. Also, as far as I know, haven't beaten Gen 4 or 5, none of your rivals except Red and Silver actually become the league champions. Silver never does, actually, at all. Uh, So based on that... Yeah, Blue's the only one. uh, They all basically suck as trainers as well as people. The other rivals (laughs) could, could have become champions, I guess, but didn't pay much attention since I didn't like them at all. If they do, they all still suck. Sorry if you like some of them. I I drank a rival flavored bottle of Haterade before I wrote this. Oh, Keep geez. on doing the do, Puckle Peeps. P.S. Obligatory poem I wrote for the Tauros badge. Oh, your boy. first rival was red, or your first rival was blue. But red, we all, but red, we all know the second gen rival was better than you. Your Blastoise sucked poops. Your Pidgeot made me jelly. You, I loved your executor, but I'd rather those eggs were in my belly. Maybe I should apologize since I killed your Raticate. You can call me a stinker, but it felt great. The iambic pentameter is all over the place on this one. (laughs) 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 No, it's still a good poem. Mm -hmm. Alright, who wants this next one from Feathers? Uh, I'll take the one from Feathers. Go for it. Alright. Hello, Puckle. To begin with, I have a bone to pick with the great leader Thatch. I have heard you time and again claim that with the right moves, your second favorite Pokemon, Electifier, can hit at how many types super effectively? Fifteen, you claim time and again? So as I sat trying to work out a team for the upcoming Pikachu International Challenge, I tried to determine what possible combinations (laughs) of moves would arrive at fifteen out of eighteen types at... At Thatch, as Thatch is so likely to claim. The problem? It is impossible. The popular <laughs> set seems to be something like Earthquake, Cross Chop, Thunder Punch, and Hidden Power Ice, which hits only 13. <laughs> at best, a Pokemon would be able to hit 14 times with a combination of Ground, Fighting, Ice, and then Dark Ghost. Rebuttal. So Thatch th- did not do his homework. Uh, <laughs> also, I was thinking it were three or four types that Electivire didn't hit super effectively. And when I read that information, it was in Gen 4. And Fairy-type did not exist, and he does not hit four of the types super effectively. So, this 15 number seems impossible. Until I realized the truth. (laughs) Puckalonians and the Blackthorn Council, grab a hold of your poke plushies, as I have some terrible news. Thatch must clearly be a hacker. The only way his Electivire could hit 15 types is if that Electivire knew freeze-dry. Thatch has hacked an Electivire in just to get a hit, a hit want on one more easily type on one more measly type than he otherwise could. I know this sounds awful, but this tale of woe becomes even worse. If Thatch has been a smarter hacker, he would have replaced Crosstrap with Flying Press and thereby upping this hacked Electivire to 16 types. So not only is our leader a hacker, he is a lousy one who only. Has 
I know the disgrace this is likely to bring, and I doubt any of us Puckalonians would blame your, our, your Blackthorn Council for starting a mutiny. I leave that decision to you, though. I merely figured this <laughs> truth should be shared. Wow. In other news, I'd like to say thanks for running the Summer League. It was a lot of fun to battle, and I was glad to be able to get all ten oh, badges, yeah. which was quite the challenge. Thanks uh, to all the gym leaders. I, ho I hope the tournament goes well, and we s will see what my team can do. So, uh, Without further ado, I do want to say that I am putting up, uh, by the time you're listening to this, there will be on PucklePodcast.com a survey for everybody to fill out, if you would, so that we can know how to make the Summer League better for next year. Though I think it went pretty swimmingly this year. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, keep going, Viger. Uh, and then he says some stuff in parentheses. Uh, by the way, as I said in the chat, I will be on vacation the rest of the week in the wilderness, devoid of the internet, so I will be unable to battle until Sunday, the 8th of August, which is... Shouldn't this be the 9th of August? It was two days ago. Uh, if go yeah. It should be, uh, That's today. No, no, t t oh yeah, it should be the 9th of August. Thanks, yeah. Sunday the 8th, but the 8th was a It's probably Saturday. Sunday the 9th, it's fine, it doesn't matter. We'll chalk, we'll chalk it up to that one, so yeah. Finally, the mailbag itself. I don't have many thoughts on the rivals besides for a sad story from my past. I have always been a very straightforward and mathematical sort of person, sometimes almost like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. And so eight-year-old me got his gold game and started playing. This punk came in early and t stole a Pokemon, and they said his name was question mark, question mark, question mark. Then a little while later, they asked me what his name was. So I, I always typed out question mark, question mark, question mark, and my rival was always named that for the rest of the game. I thought I heard this somewhere before. Yeah, yeah that sounds it. familiar. I definitely did it. <laughs> Thatch, did you write this? Yeah, no, no, but I... Did I, you just expose your? Keep reading the mailbag, keep reading the mailbag, and it doesn't <laughs> get much not, better. This was not until... I, I until Heart Gold that I picked up Pokemon again after a fairly long leave of absence from the series when I realized how foolish I had been in the past. I never realized I could name my rival whatever I wanted and instead just always thought I had to relay what I had been told his name was and questioned why they would call anyone a group of three symbols. It was really quite sad, but question mark, question mark, question mark has, has and now always will be my first rival. Thanks for everything. Sorry I didn't include a poem, but I wanted to avoid having this be any longer and potentially over the word limit. Flips and flops, feathers. Oh, right. being serious about the poem. <laughs> feathers is a uh, past version of Thatch. That's true. One hundred percent. No, uh, you've got this next one from uh, Jedman. Uh, Max Maximus. It's Maximus. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Yellow, whoever is reading this email, how's your shoes? Um, I'm not wearing shoes right Neither now. Neither am I. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> it's Marsh Tom Man here. Well, I've been having a pretty good summer. Not much. I've been doing a little swimming and watching. I have no idea what MST3K is. Yeah, neither do I. I feel like that's standing for something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. I'll, all I see is steak, but it's 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 like I would assume it's like some anime, but it could also be like a kids' something. TV show. I don't know. Something else. I'm whipping out the iPad and I'm gonna get to the bottom. Figure it out. Figure it out. Viger, you're on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Keep going, Maximus. All right. 
and watching MST3K episodes here and there. Well, this is pretty much all I have to say. See you. Oh, yeah. I forgot one small little note that probably has nothing to do with the podcast. And is that that I've been playing Pokemon Sapphire. And Thatch, it is one with a lot of zeros <laughs> after it. Yeah, he only has one comma. Yeah, which is very confusing. Different zeros. <laughs> I don't think that's how numbers work. I'm going to say one. It's one quadrillion. It's one quadrillion. One, this, it's one quadrillion times better than Gen 4. Ouch. Anyway, I realized something That's about fine. Pokemon, and I have something to say to all those who are criticizing Pokemon because it's the same thing every single time. Please, go escort yourself to the nearest cliff and put one foot out. Of Whoa. The wow, that's a little dark. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be that bloodthirsty, but the reason, or one of the reasons, that they haven't changed Pokemon more than that they have is that Pokemon is approachable to casual and hardcore gamers. Pokemon is only as complicated as you want it to be. Something like breeding and EV training is not mandatory. It is only there if you are interested and want to. And that is why there is no reason to change the Pokemon formula. It only changes stuff, it only changes stuff a very little bit. Well, now that I'm done with this very small point, I will now say this. It's Smartstop Man, over and out. Wonderful. So, MSTK T3K is actually an abbreviation for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, that makes that's sense. That's what he's been asking. Okay, that's the actually, that's actually like something good to watch. Yeah, that's, that, that is actually really nice to uh, be watching. I haven't heard of that name in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I have. It's it's like an old like '80s. Well, they have it on Netflix, and they did some newer ones. Yeah, it's on like Hulu and Netflix and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, all right. So this next one is from Ethanator, nineteen o three. Hello, Puckle Podcast. Ace Trainer Ethanator, nineteen o three, challenges you. Ace Trainer Ethan, nineteen o three, sent out Blue and Sharon and even Serena. Is this a triple battle of rivals? Yes, these are the rivals I'm talking about in this mailbag. I like the idea of you having a rival because you want to beat him and show him who's boss. And you want to wipe that smirk off his face. I like that he is the kid who just annoys everyone, and you're the kid who stands up to them. Sharon is kind of weird. He's trying to be the best trainer in the world, which is understandable, but then he just settles to be the first gym leader in the worst name badge ever. The basic badge. Why does he have such weak Pokemon? I mean, he makes a mention actually in Black and White 2 about how he would have a better time if he was using his real Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, when he's your rival, he has way better Pokemon. He goes from trying to be the best of something to the worst of the third class. Champion, then Elite Four, and then Gym Leader. Lastly, I also like the idea of your neighborhood friend you just met is your rival, and you grow your friendship over time and building with each other. Ace Trainer Ethanator 1903 has no rivals left. Ace Trainer Ethanator 1903 wipes out. He gives a nice pair of flip-flops to the victor. <laughs> All right. All right. This next one is from Skeleton. 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 I think is Skelo- how it's pronounced. Yeah, Skeleton. But it's S K E L O. The number ten. Skelo. Yes. You got this, Mike. All right, I got it. Hello, Puckalones. It's Skeleton, and two. Oh wait. Oh yeah, and keep two going. Is boring Bulbasaur because he's doing that Rival- thing with the twenty-six emails with like the. All right. With an adjective that begins and, with the same letter oh, as the Pokemon. I get it. And two is bol- 
boring Bulbasaur. Rivals. I don't know what to think of them. I like seeing what my opposite is in Pokemon. But repetitive battles are evil. And must be exterminated. Trainer battles, not gyms or catching, are one of my least favorite parts of Pokemon. And if I'm stuck in a battle and trying to save and leave, I feel like deleting my save file. Something about flips and flops. Bye. P.S. Greek theme team ideas? I like theme teams. Can't give you one well, of those. I don't know about I'm Greek not, theme. Greek. I'm not really one for a Greek themed, but if you're going for machine theme, oh, <laughs> I got you covered. Right yeah. Next next week, do machine, and then Viger won't be here, and we'll do it for and him. Then just be, well, then you're just... Should have been here. Should have been here. Should have asked him when I was here. But no, exactly. message me, and I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want this next one from Goggles, uh, Maximus? Um. Oh, you really? I didn't know if um, Viger wanted to do this one because it was. Oh, I don't care who does it. Somebody can do it. Somebody do it. Just so. somebody do Goggles. Okay, I'll do Goggles. Go for it. Howdy ho, Thatching Co. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was so good. That was so. Good. That was so good. That's how I imagine he says it. Here with an email two weeks in a row. I apologize for this unnecessary rhyming, but it feels like I finally stepped up on my timing. Let's see how long until the chain breaks. My guess is soon, so no mistake. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that silly nonsense. There's emailing to do. Also, before I say something else, a big thank you, Whimsicott, for giving me my last email, kind of, of the bravado. I was feeling of writing it. You are truly the fluffiest of our time. So rivals then. To be honest, I walked the line of them being annoying or to be insequential to the longest time now. Aside for Silver and maybe Serena, I guess, none of them really stuck with me in the, any of my adventures, even when I named them after, after my friends and family. Funny story about Silver, though. When I was a kid... I was not the biggest or brightest and named him question mark, question mark, question mark. Wow. I'm seeing a running I told here. you, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he said his name was. It never clicked to me that you can choose his name. So yeah, rivals. Rarely cool, often just in the way. Although a real life, or at least a puckle rival, would be interesting to have or to become. Well, that's all I got for you today. Back in, back to the patrol in the city of revolutionaries causing a ruckus. Don't explode your flip-flops. Goggles. Goggles, I could be your rival. I'll smell you later, Goggles. <laughs> yeah, rivals. I'll take this next one from uh, Link Lost Uke. Uh, greetings, Thatch and crew. Link Lost Uke here, getting ready for some friendly discussion about rivals. Who am I kidding? It's Rivals Week. You're not supposed to be nice when talking about your rivals. Most of us can agree that Pokemon has approved over the years. However, I feel that the rivalries have fallen by the wayside. Let's take the latest generation, for example. Your rival didn't even feel like a rival. What the whole rivalry felt like was like the protagonist trekking through France, casually bumping into their friend in beautiful scenes, only to get placed in the unused box known as the friend zone. If I want, wanted to play a game to replicate my life, I'd play The Sims. I miss the old rivalries, the one where you want to beat your rival every step of the way because they've done something to you, or they're really smug and need a reality check. Let's look at Blue. Now that's a rival. 
All through the game, he goes on saying how much better than you he is. So what do you do? You show him up time and time again. That's what you do. And every time you defeat him, he gets a you get a bit of satisfaction. Even more so when he produces a rat dog move, <laughs> produces rat dog moves, and shows up when you don't expect it or weren't ready for the battle. Plus, Blue is cool. Even though he wanted to destroy his team, he was still a cool NPC that had charisma and personality. Silver, or as I like to call him, question mark, question mark, question mark, I know how original, right? Was also a good rival for the same reason as mentioned. I also like the extended backstory for for Silver and SoulSilver. For me, Gen 1 and 2 rivals were just a cut above the rest. But wait. As I've been writing this, I've come to the realization that I played Blue and Silver. Does that mean I've been the bad guy all along? Arg, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to look back and think my life has been one whole lie. As before I finished up, finish up my game, finish up on in-game rivals, I take back what I said about missing old rivalries to an extent. Ronald from the TCG is possibly the worst rival in the series. He just doesn't provide anything. Sorry, Ronald, but it's the truth. As for real-life rivals, I don't think anyone sees me as a rival. Well, they might, but I don't know any. However, I see myself as having a few rivals who I don't even know who don't even know they're my rival. It's sometimes in live events or online, but when I see someone being a meanie and putting down others for using Pokemon or not having the best move sets, I make it the goal to beat that meanie. That meanie doesn't know know it, but I'm happy to put them in their place, and I like to think that the person who they bullied feels better knowing that they got beat. I might not, it might not technically be a rivalry, but it's, as it's a one-way street, but hey, it's Pokemon. The rules, the rules of the world can be stretched a bit. Plus, it makes me feel like I'm red, and they're blue, or the other way around. Let's not complicate this any further. Anyway, until next time, Link Lost Duke out. Alright, so the next one is from, what does he call himself? I guess just Nathan. He doesn't give us a name. Alright, so, if... Any Nathan's listening, if this sounds familiar, well then it's your <laughs> it's your email. So, uh, <laughs> with regard to rivals, if there were a way to play Pokemon without having to run through the story, would you do it? The story of why was the story of why was I think he means Y version, but it gets spelled okay, out like the W H Y as in Y. So the story of why was insultingly bad kind of made me wish I could play only in online matches to level up my Pokemon. Maybe there could be some sort of currency from winning that I could use to buy new could buy a new portion, TMs, and items like Mega Stones. I don't know. Whatever the logistics, I would totally be down. I'd rather grind against opponents online than wild Pokemons any day. I mean, I think you're asking oh. for Pokemon the, the cartridge to become... Pokemon Showdown, and I don't think that's what Pokemon is. <laughs> yeah, but how? Yeah, how would you get new Pokemon then? Yeah, exactly. Well, you have to go through the game. You have to have fun with it. Own Pokemon it. Pokemon is essentially the grind. Uh, okay, so it's I believe Charney. Uh, he corrected me. Uh, Charney, you get this one from Charney Maximus, our Polish friend. Okay, and it's Charney because I don't want to Charney. Insult. It's Charney. Hello, Thatch and Puckalicious co-hosts. Greetings from Poland, where I'm just waiting for Groudon sightings to be reported by the news, because it's so absolutely scorching hot here. What What do you consider hot in Poland? That is a question I want to ask. What do you Poland consider Poland is be more hot? up north. So yeah, like, did, no, 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 is no. it like is it like eighty there, and he's just like it's so hot, 
And I chalk it up to that. <laughs> no, no, this is hot. You come down here to Florida yeah, in the right? summer in August, and you tell me hot. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I want. What's the temperature in Poland right now? Let's find out. Uh, let's see what the weather is in uh, Poland. Let's see if you're a little. It is 77 degrees in Poland right oh, now. Oh, bull crap! On in that. Warsaw, this is in Warsaw. Yeah. Uh, it's going oh, to be a high of like? 87. I would kill to be in that kind of weather. Yeah, right? <laughs> either Although, way, keep going, Max. Either way, it would probably work in reverse if we were like, it's like 40 degrees. and like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. And he's probably going to be like... No, we live in the Midwest, Viger. It's going to be negative two this winter. Let's calm down. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, yay, green tourist badge. Smiley face. <laughs> I was so thrilled to learn that you liked my email from two weeks ago enough to reward it. If that wasn't enough, I even got to experience the sheer horror and paralyzing disbelief when Thatch said, didn't we give it to him, though? <laughs> I feel like we might have, which basically has become such a might write a passage as getting the badge itself. Wow. My gosh, Thatch. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> yes, you really, are. Really? Thatch considers not giving the mail badge to somebody because they might already have one, even though they haven't? Should be part of the Puckle Pingo, if it's not already. Also, I wanted to point out, my name is pronounced more like Charney. Char as in Charmander. Yeah, Polish have some weird spelling, I know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> to the mailbag topic, rivals have always been a part of the games. I really enjoy it, especially Blue and Silver. They both, they both are great antagonists to the player character without really being true villains. Their smugness and overconfidence made you detest them just enough, but their skill always demanded respect. I don't remember how annoying it was to face Blue one last time after barely surviving the battle with Lance in Gen 1, but at the same time, finally defeating him and becoming the new champion was so satisfying. Still, learning that he's then become the Viridian City Gym Leader in Gen 2, I was like, Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Our rival accomplishments do kind of reflect on your own, and that's why we might cheer for them a bit, even though we we're bent on defeating them. Yeah, I took your title. Oh, but you'd be a good gym leader. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, later generation rivals have never been up to par since then. Barry and Hugh just seem to annoy me. I don't like being rushed, okay? While May and Serena seem to, to lack, how should I put it, any resemblance to a character trait whatsoever. On the other hand, I really like the concept behind Wally. More on a protege at first. He soon becomes a powerful trainer in his own right, especially in Gen 3 remakes. His growth is really inspiring to watch. That's it for me. Time to go back to breeding my pick. To tournament team, farewell from the place where you currently risk your flip flops getting stuck in the molten asphalt roads if you go outside. <laughs> molten asphalt roads in seventy degree weather. No, that's not how the asphalt works. Yeah. I mean, it could be Polish asphalt. You don't I've know. I've seen asphalt I mean, run down my driveway. I know what how hot it needs to get. Polish no, asphalt just... might be melting. You don't know. 
Who knows? I don't know. All but, right. So I've got this last it, one from. Just uh, one last, one last thing yeah. with that email for anybody who is like curious of how his name is actually spelled. There's a Z in there somewhere. I mean, that's Polish, man. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna leave it there for you. Polish is like this weird like combination like in spelling in like their alphabet where they have like Russian sounds, but they yeah. use like Roman letters, and it's really it's it's really weird how it translates. Yeah. Uh, either way, so the next email is from Mega Man. Dear Puckle and assorted Mega co-host, Man. Mega Man here to email into another episode of Puckly Goodness. I guess I don't have much to talk about besides the mailbag. One Pokemon I think is underappreciated is Leafeon. Ha! No, I actually think that Regice is very underappreciated. Even though it has limited moveset, access to Ice Beam, and high special defense means you can buff up EVs in defense and HP and then have a bulky special attacker, which can take most fire moves. It can take lots of flamethrowers, and a free, few weak fighting moves. There are not there are a few attacking Steel-type moves, that, so sw- just switch out if you suspect someone having a Steel move, and switch out with Steel-types as they get stabbed. Rock moves under 85 base power it can take. It's, the, it's best used in doubles, where it can hit Tyranitar, Salamence, and Landers T hard, while taking little damage... Uh, while taking little damage other than some of Tyranitar's stab attacks, and be paired with someone to cover its weaknesses. It's really about knowing what when to have it on the field. I mean, that's Pokemon. Yeah. About rivals, I thought first gen was executed the best, and second gen was good too. Third gen tried to do two rivals, but they turned out pretty bland in character and story importance. Fourth gen was okay, but there was nothing to, special about your rival in that game. Fifth generation did two rivals, and it was well executed, but they don't have much else going for them. I like the idea of multiple rivals, but I just thought there were way too many. Anyway, that's for me. Mega Man out. All right. So, anybody think anybody here needs the mailbag badge? I'm going to chalk it up to. There's always the question who has it already? Uh, okay, yeah. I know this one. Okay. Uh, Link Lost Uke has it. Goggles has it. Um, let me double check about Feathers, but I think Feathers it's doesn't. Apparently, Charney it. has it. Uh, Charney does have it. I gave it to him earlier this does week. Does Mega Man have it? I'm just, just checking. Mega Man does not have it. Okay, so Mega Man, Skeleton, uh, da, 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 Basket. Yeah. Uh, what about March Top Man? Just making sure. He does not have it. Okay. I don't know. Does Feathers have it by chance? No, I don't think Feathers has it. I, I can't see that Feathers has it in my list. So well, maybe I'm Feathers gonna, should get it. I'm chalking mine up to Feathers. I, I can go with Feathers as well. well I guess my vote doesn't count. <laughs> so Feathers, you get the mailbag badge. You can get the Green Taurus badge by submitting it at uh, PucklePodcast.com. Uh, you might have it already, but I couldn't see it on here. So hopefully I'm not wrong. So, yeah. Um, next week we're going to be doing a... Uh, we're going to be doing a Pokemon Archetype Team episode again for VGCs in honor of the World Championships happening the weekend afterwards. So all of you can watch and try to make conclusions from what you've learned. So what uh, what are your favorite like Pokemon to use in the VGC format? Send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com for next week. In the meantime, if you want some more Puckly goodness during the week, you can go visit the website, pucklepodcast.com. Come to the chat box, chat it up. Post some things on the forums, uh, read all of the articles we have posted there, uh, almost one every day. And you can also uh, subscribe, uh, 
follow us on Twitter to get some updates. You can follow us on Facebook to get updates. You can also follow us on Tumblr. We post a lot of cool art there. And you can also subscribe to our subreddit. Um, on top of that, you should also review us on iTunes. Uh, iTunes reviews are a great way to give Thatch self-confidence. And <laughs> at the same time, it also helps other people find us, uh, which is a really big plus, and we can help the community grow. Uh, the more we can help the community grow, to the more cool things we can do as a community. Um uh also watch out in like six weeks i think we're gonna hit episode 200 so we're making some plans for that so follow us on social media to keep up to date on that we should start posting some stuff in the next week or two about what's about to go down um also we're gonna be i have plans for lots of future content so also keep up on uh our social media to find out about that uh without further ado i guess i'm trainer thatch i'm viger and i'm mr matthew and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.